Hello, everyone, and welcome to Yes, Jules. As always, this is going to be an unedited podcast as I express a lot of feelings in my podcasts and just a lot of thought and emotion that I want to share with you. The last two weeks have been very challenging. Um, I am doing an eight-week purpose challenge through um, the DLB, Dana Lynn Bailey um, site, and um, as well as fitness. It also kind of helps you work on and try to find your purpose, what your purpose is in life, what your set, help you set goals. Um, and throughout this journey, of course, yes, I got my fitness back together. It has been almost two years um, since I finished treatment. It has been two years since I was diagnosed with my breast cancer. And of course, I still live and fight every day. But through this journey, you know, I have always said that I want to help people, motivate people, reach out to people. That's one of the reasons for my podcast is to help people relate through my journeys in life. And I haven't even put those out there yet. Last week, it was about our purpose and... To try to take a deep look, maybe set goals, try to figure out. Everyone has a purpose. We are all here for a reason. We are all placed on this earth for a purpose. Some of us realize what it is right away and others don't. Some of us have to look a little bit deeper into our lives. And also some of us realize it early. We just don't know how to put it into play. So I've always been one to help others to, I love seeing people reach their goals. I love lifting people's spirits and helping people. But last week I was online and I had seen a website for a certified exercise specialist for cancer patients. And as I read through the website, I started to cry. And at that moment, I realized that that's my purpose. Here I am with her two negative metastatic breast cancer. And I have a background in fitness and nutrition. And here is this opportunity for me to give back, to reach out and help other cancer patients. So I have gone back to school to achieve this goal. Now... In the course of this week, um, also came to find that I have psoriatic arthritis and also peripheral nerve damage from my chemo treatment. So that is where a lot of my pain has been coming from in my bones and in my nerves. Um, So I'm currently on um, two medications that have been helping quite a bit. I've also been sleeping a little bit better. So those are a couple of the positive things that have happened this week and have like really made me appreciate life.
And before I go any further, I'd really like to dedicate this show to my Aunt Ellen. And this show is going to be basically based around two very influential women in my life. One of them is her, and the other is my mother. My aunt passed away Thursday night in her sleep. She was found, unfortunately, by my cousin, her oldest son. So my aunt's grandson found her. Um, He was dropping off his child, her great-grandson, Um, I believe to be watched or he was just taking him over there or just going to check on her and unfortunately had found that she had passed in her sleep. My aunt was a wonderful woman. She watched me while my mom worked after I got out home from school and I spent my summers there with my cousins and I have a lot of fond memories with them. But I want to read this poem that I have from when my mother passed from cancer. She died at the age of 49, and that was expected. We knew that she was um, not doing well. We knew what her expectancy was, and um, it was still hard. Um, My mom, the day that she passed, I'll never forget, I had just actually moved to Berea, where my parents lived and it was about five minutes from their house and I had moved there so that I could be closer to them and I would be able to help my father with my mother's care and um, the day after I had moved she passed and I still grief I'm still going through the grief process because I still feel guilty. I should have spent more time with my mom. I should have um, been there more. I was a single mom going through divorce, raising two kids, trying to work and support them. And I kind of let life get in the way. I need to learn to forgive myself for that. Um, But I have a poem here that I love. And um, it was given to me when my mom passed. And it's called, In Loving Memory of Mom, Forever in Our Hearts. If you hear 70s music in the background, it's because it reminds me a lot of my mom and my aunt. And I love the 70s music, so I'm trying to uplift my spirits through music. So on with the poem. It says, When tomorrow starts without me, And I am not there to see. If the sun should rise and find your eyes all filled with tears for me. I wish so much you wouldn't cry the way you did today. While thinking of many things we didn't get to say. I know how much you love me as much as I love you. And each time that you think of me, I know you'll miss me too. But when tomorrow starts without me, please try to understand that an angel came and called my name 
and took me by the hand and said my place was ready in heaven far above that I'd have to leave behind all those I dearly loved. But when I walked through heaven's gates, I felt so much at home. When God looked down and smiled at me from his great golden throne, he said, this is eternity and all I've promised you. Today for life on earth is past, but here it starts anew. I promise no tomorrow, for today will always last. And since each day is the same way, there's no longing for the past. So when tomorrow starts without me, don't think we're far apart. For every time you think of me, I'm right here in your heart. And I read this poem a lot. It hangs next to my mother's picture. And... There's a lot of truth in this. I know that she is always with me, and now I know my aunt is always going to be with me. Um, my mom and my aunt were two women who didn't give a care, a crap, a rat's ass about what anybody thought of them and what they were doing. They were very strong women. And what I want to talk about today are the five stages of grief that we all go through. And um, it's just not in death too, it's with anything. It's with illness, life-threatening illnesses, um, any type of loss that we go through. We go through the five stages of grief. And one of them is denial. And I went through that for quite a while. And it's where you just can't believe that that person is gone. Um, You can't believe that this is happening. Um, It must be a mistake. It's wrong. They're going to walk into the room. Um, That doesn't... That part doesn't really last very long. Um, My cousin was going through that, I believe, yesterday. She didn't want today to come because it would be more of a reality. Um, I know next, her and my other cousins and her children are going to go through a sense of anger. And that's the second step. Um, You feel angry that that person is gone or that that person is sick or that you are sick. Um... You go through your mind of like ways that you could have maybe prevented it, um, ways that you know you could have saved them, or doctors could have saved them if you would have known. Um, just everything. You just you're angry that they're gone. You're angry that they were taken from you. Um, I was angry at myself for a very, very long time, and it's another thing I have to learn to forgive myself for. Um, When my mom passed, I um, had just become CPR certified, and I was the only one in the room with her. And when she died and took her last breath, I couldn't do anything for her. Because she had a DNR. 
written, which meant that if something happened that she didn't want to be resuscitated. That was probably one of the hardest things that I ever had to do was to not try to bring her back, knowing that I had the capabilities and the knowledge to try. Um... So, that was one of the things that I was angry about. I was angry with her for doing that. And I was angry at myself because I had to make that decision. The next step is bargaining. After somebody dies, the thoughts of what if. um, What if I had gone to visit him that day or her that day? Um... Please let me wake up and find out that this is a dream. You know, you just, you bargain things. Um, You're taking refuge by imagining a world in which that person you love is still with you. Um, If only I could have persuaded this person to stop eating this way or stop smoking, or start taking better care of themselves, they wouldn't be in this position, or they wouldn't be gone, I should say. Um, They wouldn't be sick. Um, These are all things we go through this every day. You know, you find out you're sick, you know, I, I do that. You know, I still look at that, too, with my cancer. If I would have taken better care of myself, if I wouldn't have been overweight, if I hadn't have been... Um, but when I was diagnosed, I was probably in the best shape of my life and eating healthy and, um, you know, I still, what if, um, and then comes to the depression. And once everything starts to like become real, um, you just, you become helpless, numb, you lose appetite, you have trouble sleeping, um, crying, you become more enclosed. You don't want to socialize with anybody. Um, this may linger for some time. If you start to feel this way, you know, get a hold of it. Reach out to somebody. I will reach out to my cousin every day because I feel that she is going, she's going to have the toughest with this. Um, my dad went through the depression very bad, um, but he hid it very well from me um, when my mom passed. Um, my daughter went to a terrible depression when my mom passed. Um, plus, my divorce was very hard on her. My marriage actually was harder on her than my divorce. I think she was happier about the divorce. But I think she also fell into a deeper depression, too, because all of this pulled me in 20 different directions and kind of pulled me away from her. And I went into a depression. And it just it affects everybody in your life. Um, my daughter started to cut. And I didn't even realize it. And I had actually one of her teachers realized it and reached out to me and it kind of drew me back to her and drew me out of that depression um because I still had my children that I had to focus on and live my life for um 
but I still have days where I truly and truly miss my mom and I know that my cousin's going to be this way about her mom and I'm going to miss my aunt terribly. Um, I call her probably once a month, maybe twice a month, but we would reach out to each other almost every day on Facebook and just have laughs. Um, that's just the type of person she was. Um, and then acceptance. It's one of the last stages. It's where you truly accept um, the death or the illness that has come into your life. Um, it just—it doesn't mean that you're going to forget. It just means that you've made kind of a peace with your loss or with your sickness. Um, you're going to no longer bargain or be anger or be in denial. Um, you're ready to start living life again. And all this does take a while. It's not going to happen in a week or two weeks. Some people just block it. Um, I think that's what I did. I had so much going on in my life at the time of my mother's death. Um, like I said, between my divorce and work, plus I was going to school, plus bringing up my two children, um, I kind of buried it deep down and ignored it and I think that's why sometimes um, I go through this now back to my aunt yesterday morning I was usual routine getting breakfast ready for my husband and his lunch and getting the dog's food ready to feed him and making my herbal tea I was standing at the sink in my kitchen and I just felt like this chill, but only on the one side of my body, like this, the air was really cool right there. And I've been told many times that when you feel that or you smell a certain smell that reminds you of somebody, that means that they're around you. And I'll either get that really cold sensation and it's just for a, a brief moment, but long enough to realize it. Or I'll get the smell of gardenia when my mom is around me. And I know she's either trying to tell me something or she's just letting me know that if I'm having a bad day or there's a situation I'm dealing with, that everything's going to be okay. So I'm standing at the sink and the right side of my body, I just felt like this cool crispness. And all of a sudden, I just became overwhelmed, and I started to cry. And I thought to myself, what are you trying to tell me? You know, what? I, I've never cried when this has happened. And I thought of my mom, and I'm like, what? What? She's trying to tell me something. So automatically, I thought of my dad. You know, what's wrong with my dad? Something's wrong with my dad. Or my kids. Um, so I reached out to my kids, left them messages, and finished doing what I was doing with my husband and my kid. Um, the reason why I say I reached out to my kid because my daughter lives with my dad. So if something was wrong, she I know she would let me know. But finished off with my husband. He left, and I was getting ready to start my day. 
And then I received a message from my one cousin, Matt's wife, saying, Matt needs you to get a hold of him as soon as possible. Well, I'm closer to my cousin Heather, so I'm thinking, something. oh my God, something happened to Heather. You know, and I, I messaged her, yeah, I'll, get, I'll, I'll call him, you know, right now. And I, I was like, is this what my mom was trying to tell me? If this... So when I called him, that feeling switched. He was like, I didn't want you to find out through Facebook or social media. I'm not really good at this. He was like, my mom passed last night in her sleep. And I just broke down crying because I then realized that wasn't my mom that came to me. That that was my aunt telling me goodbye. And I will always remember that moment. Because just as my mom gave me her last breath, my aunt came by to let me know that she was going. And I feel that my purpose is even stronger now. Because I need to help my cousin get through this. She lost her father two years ago. And then just recently lost one of her aunts, my uncle's sister, this year on the anniversary of my uncle's passing. And now my aunt, her mother, has passed. So she's going to go through a lot. And I really need to be there for her. I have a great support at home and with my kids and my husband. And I also have a great support system um, through my group page, through the purpose page. And this morning, all of this has just come all together that this is my purpose. Um, I have a lot of strength. And I need to put it into play to help people. I look forward to touching many lives and helping and uplifting people in their life and in their journeys. I look forward to seeing all of you, all of my listeners, reach their goals and also... See their purpose and see their purposes come into play. I want to thank you for joining me in this podcast. It was more of an outlet, I believe, for me. But I hope that I have touched some of you. I have had the opportunity to get... Anybody, just one of you, start to reach down and truly listen to themselves. Because loving yourself and finding your purpose is all a part of this. So please, start believing in yourself. Start loving yourself. Stop feeling guilty 
for working on yourself. And that's one of the things that I really need to start doing. I feel guilty for working on me. And I have through all of this. When my mom had her cancer, I was going to school. I felt guilty because I was going to school and trying to get good grades and be successful and not being there with her all the time. Um, You have to learn to forgive yourself. There are reasons that things happen in our lives the way that they do. And it's to test our strength and our durability and our love for ourselves. So please, if you have any moments that you regret, first, in order to truly love yourself and who you are and what your purpose is, you have to forgive yourself. And I'm learning that more and more each day. And I'm beginning to do that as well. Until next time, start believing in yourself. Start forgiving yourself. Start loving yourself. Most of all, keep showing up for you because no one else is going to do it for you. I love all of you. Thank you for listening. And enjoy the rest of your day.